Well, all right. Welcome back to The Real Angelo Show. I'm your host, Angelo. I thank you for joining me today. Well, tonight, uh, it's Wednesday, the day before St. Patrick's Day. I'm coming to you from my car, which is costing me a bunch of money because, you know, gas is like $9,000 a gallon almost. Now, it's roughly uh, 5 I think, 49 a gallon for me because... Um, it's, I drive a AMG, I have to put the high octane, if I put the other low octane in it, it messes up your car, uh, messes up my car, but in all honesty, um, I'm a big car guy, and I will tell you that you spend twice as much money when you think you're saving by putting 87 octane in, because it means it's got less octane, which octane is what makes your car run better, therefore your car has to work harder because it has less octane so it burns the gas faster so here's my thing to you and I know I haven't said what we're talking about but this is something big to me fill your tank up with 93 octane no matter what any fucker has told you it is better for your car I don't care if your father told you your father's a fucking idiot then alright 93 octane best for your vehicle if you live in an area of the country that only has 92 octane okay you put that but it's better for your car. It makes your car run smoother. If you, you'll see the difference. My daughter, who has an Audi A4, put uh, 87 octane in her car, and I'm like, why? She's like, well, it's cheaper, puppy. You know the gas and everything. And I'm like, but do you not hear how your car is? She's like, yeah, it's weird. It rattles. I'm like, yeah, and you have a four-cylinder, so theoretically, you're supposed to be able to put the 87, but you're not because you have a high output four cylinder, the S something class for the Audi, so she needs the higher octane. Now, if you drive like a shitbox fucking Toyota Corolla, then go ahead, put your 87, save, it doesn't matter. And, and nothing against people that drive Toyota Corollas. I mean, usually they're fucking douchebags, but whatever. Um, so, I got that out of the way. Let, let's get back to on track. Today, tonight, we're going to talk about a few things. We touched on gas. We're going to talk on some relationships, how women are, how men are. Uh, we may touch on ghosts. We're going to, I'm going to stay away from politics just because it's just ridiculous. Um, you know, hopefully everybody's heard properly in November and we get everything back in order. Talk about inflation, housing prices. I'm going to talk about just whatever pops in my head because I told. The woman that lives with me has my last name. I guess you would call her my wife. Um, I told her, yeah, I'm going to just sit out in the car and do my podcast. And then she was like, oh, you're not going to drive around? I'm like, no, it's fucking expensive. But then I thought to myself, no, you know what? People that listen to this, they deserve my full attention. And if I'm sitting in front of my house, you're not going to have my full attention because I'm going to be looking around my house. And then I'll be thinking about stuff. Like, oh, do I need to fix this? Do I got to do that? Do I want to repaint this or I want to do that? So, no. This way, you just hear me talk because I'm driving in traffic around a bunch of fucking idiots that can't drive. Because I live in, well, I don't live in Miami. I live in Pembroke Pines. But uh, it's like the Miami drivers come up here for some reason. So, anyway. We touched on gas. Let's get on some relationships and women. Um, lately, I've dealt with a lot of friends that have had issues with women and it's funny because they talk to me and I've always got the right answers but when it comes to my personal life me dealing with women I'm a fucking idiot and 
people are like, well, how come you can't, you know, deal with your own women issues and stuff like that? And I tell them, I'm like, because I got skin in the game. Now, if you're Hispanic and you don't know what the fuck that means, or you're an idiot and you don't know what that means, um, well, excuse me, let me reframe that. If you're white, you got to be an idiot. You don't know what that means. If you're Hispanic, it's a translation thing. Um, black people know what that is. Oh, you know what? And we're also going to get on some ra racism stuff later. So, with me giving advice to other people, it's easy because I can look at everything from a bipartisan view. I can be like, all right, I see her side, I see your side, I see what's going on, and I can give the proper direction. But with me, I've got skin in the game. I've got feelings and emotions and everything else, and, and I can't figure shit out. Can't figure shit out. And I'm the type of person that I tell people exactly how it is. I am never one that beats around the bush. I don't, like, you know, try to appease people. I tell you like it is. Like, if I'm not happy about something, I'll be like, this is exactly what I do not like. Fix it or this will happen. And I don't say that like, oh, it might happen. It's like, no, this is what I don't like. Fix it or this is the consequence. Women never believe that. And they're always thinking that I'm fucking around or I'm doing this. You know. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Can you not hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> so I have a big problem dealing with my own relationships. I have my whole life. Um, had a girl long time ago seeing and everything was great. We just, you know, we pretty much saw each other three, four times a week to have sex. And we had fun and everything. You know, she had a husband. I was just there. And everything was great. And then I got feelings. But I suppressed those feelings because she had a husband. So I knew, you know, and she's like, oh, I'm not going to leave my husband. I have fun with you and everything. And I, you know, she's like, I, I like to fuck you and, and I have fun with you and everything, but I'm not going to leave my husband. I have a good life with him. And I was like, oh, I understand, you know. And me, I was, fuck it, I'm getting pussy, you know. Who gives a shit? Now, again, this is a long time ago. So I was younger. Brain still didn't work. So anyway, um, I remember she never said she got feelings but you can tell when a woman gets feelings you know there's different things like when you just start fucking it's fucking you know you get into it and whatever then feelings you know you start doing it missionary you start kissing and you know holding hands when you walk or you know just yeah, i'm not stupid i i know when the thing so what would happen is she got feelings but she suppressed them, and then she got angry. And, you know, back in the day, condoms weren't really a fucking thing. You know, like, you wore them once in a while, whatever. But, you know, you get comfortable with somebody. That, that, that was just... Uh. So I remember with this girl, well, this woman that was married, they didn't wear no condom. And it's funny, because the first time we met, we, uh, you know, hit it off and everything. And fucked in the bathroom place that we that we saw each other and I put on a condom and everything I'm, I'm fucking railing the bitch and, and uh, I couldn't nut so I was like eh, all right we're done she's like what do you mean we're done 
you didn't come. I'm like, that's all right, don't worry about it. She's like, no, I like it when you come. Or no, she says, I like it when guys come. And I was just like, eh, you filthy bitch. In my head, I didn't say it out loud. And I'm like, well, look, I'm not going to come with a condom on, so don't worry about it, you know. Now, we knew each other. We vaguely knew each other. It's not like it was just, oh, we saw each other in a barn, you know. We're like, we vaguely knew each other. And um, I still had the condom on my dick. Because if you ever had sex with me, you know, if I had a condom, I'll walk around with that motherfucker because my dick stays hard. So, um, well, it's kind of a graphic, graphic uh, podcast today. So, anyway. <laughs> hey, and to this day, because that was over 10 years ago. It was way before I met my wife, but after I got out of the Fed. And, uh, but to this day, same thing, where I kind of walk around and motherfucker stay, stands to attention. You think that fucker was in the military? Haha. Anyway. <laughs> so, she's like, well, come here. She took it off and hopped on that motherfucker and rode it like she was in, in the wild, wild west. You know, and, and, um, so for the longest time, for like a year, we were fucking. And, uh, well, not a year, We'll call it a year. I don't know the exact time. And then out of nowhere, I guess because she had been spending a lot of time with her husband and everything, out of nowhere, she gets kind of angry with me. And like, you know, I don't want to have sex. We still have sex, but you got to wear a condom from now on because it's not right. What if I get something and give it to my husband? I'm like, what if you find I I told him, what, you got something? You been fucking around? You got something you can give it to me? Because remember the fucking deal. I told the brother the deal. If I ever get anything from her, I'm going to whoop her husband's ass in front of her. That's the deal. I can't hit a woman. I'll beat that motherfucker's ass. So, she, you know, then it became an argument, blah, 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 all that shit. And she was like, well, you know, we got we got wear condoms from now. And I was like, well, look, we don't even have to have sex anymore. Like, fuck it. We can just be friends or chill or see each other once in a while. It ain't a big thing. Sex ain't a big thing for me. You know, and the woman be like, oh, yeah, you think that, you'd say that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I told her, no. I, throughout my whole life, have always been able to have sex with women. It's not a hard fucking thing to do. And hot women, too. I don't like dogs. I don't, you know, you look at any of the women I've been with, maybe one or two of them aren't, like, outrageously hot, but at least eight, you know. Maybe snuck a seven in there, when, you know, like when I first got out of prison or something. But, uh... You know, I've always did. Look at my wife, man. At my wife's prime, she's 10 and a half, 11. She, she went past the 10 scale. You know? Tight body and sweet ass. Great, great. Well, I can't talk about my wife like that. Anyway, um, I told I remember I told the girl, I'm like, uh, look, sex doesn't control my life. I don't care about that. I can go tomorrow and find someone else to fuck. It's not a big thing. Oh, yeah, go try. <laughs> Normally, I would be like, N-I-G-G-A, please. But in today's world, you can't say those things. But, uh, yeah, so I did. The next day. Somebody else. Easy. Done. So, it goes back to the relationships thing. I am horrible with relationships. Because I ignored that, that, that lady who's married at the time. I don't know if she is now. Um, and she would call. Back then, it wasn't like, uh, maybe there was Instagram, I don't know, I didn't have it, I I barely had Facebook, but she'd send me like Facebook messages here and there, and and she'd call and leave fucking voicemails and stuff, and 
and uh, I wasn't big into texting because it was 2009, early 2010, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It was actually I think it was before the girl that made me say she was my girlfriend that I was with before I met my wife. Yeah. So yeah, it was like 2010. But anyway, uh, out of nowhere, you know, she'd be like, hey, thinking about you, and it's like, what the fuck, you know? So I didn't know what to do. I just changed my phone number and um, unfollowed her from Facebook, <laughs> but I'm not a big, not a big Facebook guy. If you, if you see my, my social media, yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot and stuff. I think that's a cool thing. I, I, I got into that late. Um... But it, it, it's a cool thing. You post pictures and look like a douchebag, and it's kind of cool. But, um, yeah, so relationships, they got me fucked. Even with my wife. <sighs> Love my wife. She's my best friend. But we can't get along for shit. You know? She, for some reason, and it's weird because I've been with her since she's 20 years old, so the majority of her adult life has been with me. And I'm... 19, 18 years in a day older than she is so it's like she should know by now but she doesn't she, you know she doesn't listen to what I say and, and then what will happen is later on what I say comes true and she's like oh I should listen to you it's like yeah you should have but she didn't so now I gotta clean up the mess but whatever she means well so I help my friends out and uh, they end up doing pretty well I guess I know one of my buddies he hasn't picked up my calls he, or he'll pick up later call you back so oh, alright motherfucker you don't have to pick up fuck you then you know I get the hint I ain't no needy bitch <laughs> so here's the thing if you're a woman out there don't fuck around with dudes like with their heads and shit just say what's on your fucking mind like if you want to fuck just be like you know what listen I'm not a slut or maybe you are a slut who knows but just be like look be honest with you, I might want some of that dick. A guy's probably gonna like it. Any guy that's a sad ass motherfucker that's gonna be like, oh my god, she's a slutter. Oh, fuck him, he's an idiot. Alright, I've had women that have told me straight up, look, I don't want a relationship, but I want to fuck. And it's like, well, thank you. I very much appreciate that. I too do not wish to have a relationship, and I also wish to fuck <laughs> but you don't find people like that out there and a guy can't do it a guy can't go up to a woman and be like man I find you really attractive but I'm really not looking for a relationship but I think if we you know if I you let me put my penis in your vagina we'll both like it you know women get all mad about that and it's like why that's the other thing guys don't know how to talk to women like I I, I don't troll things but I I I read comments on some, like, these girls that, you know, they're very attractive girls and, and, you know, women. I say girls. I'm 49. These women are probably in their mid-20s. And I read the comments. These guys, it's just like, that's your shot? That's the one you're shooting right there? Oh, mommy, I want to eat you. What the fuck is that? First of all, what if the bitch is high? And she reads that. She thinks, like, you're going to try to kill her and eat her like fucking Jeffrey Dahmer and shit. You know? <clears throat> it's just fucking ridiculous. I want to eat you. 
oh, mommy, your papayas. It's like, really, dude? Really? That's your shot? Or the best one, I care for you. I don't really know you, but what I know, I care for you. How you gonna care for the bitch? Send her some money. Sure you care like that. Send her a couple Ben Franklins. You know? I'll tell you one thing. I remember a long time ago, I was, uh, before I before I was married to my first wife, I was dating this one chick. And uh, I put myself in the friend zone. That's some fucked up shit. Because I've been in the friend zone many a time. I end up fucking, but that's just my nature. You know, the friend zone is not really for me. I, but I remember this one girl, very, very beautiful Cuban. And uh, if you don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Latina kind of guy. You know, the majority of the women I've been with my entire life have always been Cuban or some form of Latina. But uh, this one, she's a beautiful Cuban woman. And uh, we was fucking for a while. And then one day she said something that kind of like hit me wrong. And, and um, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't think that's going to work with us. But I like being around her. We had fun and everything. So I friend zoned myself. And she would like, when we'd hang out, she'd get all made up and stuff. And try to like, you know, do the, the signs, you know, like touching the leg or touching the, the arm and laughing at stupid shit and uh, I'd be like no no pipi for you I'm stingy with the dick I am not that guy that uh, goes and, and uh, just fucks whatever's out there I'm you know like I've said before in this in this uh, episode it's not hard to get pussy man Know? Good pussy too. No, no, no. I mean, it, it, to me, it must be easy to get fucking nasty pussy. But um, you know, just go talk to a woman normal. You know, not the. So it's funny because pretty girls always want to be told they're pretty, but not by you. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Like they don't want that. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. You know, they don't want that. And they'll never tell you what they want. That's what fucks everybody up. That's why men, you know, they don't want to shoot their shot. Or they shoot stupid shots. You know, me, I play the field as far... Well, not now. You know, let's get it straight because my wife is going to listen to this. And I really don't need an argument. So I have to be very thorough. Not now. But in my day, I, you know, I, I saw what the mood was like. You know, talk to a girl. See how things are. Always be mysterious. Not stupid mysterious, though. Just, you know, whatever. Remember one time, there was a girl I was talking to at this bar. And uh, back in the day, I partied. If you don't know what that means, you're probably listening to the wrong show. But I used to party a lot. So I was partying that night. And uh, I guess she wanted to party, too. She had her own little party going. And, and she said, here, you want to try my party? Eh, I got my own party. I don't try other people's party. I don't know how their party's made. I know I know exactly how my party's made. And uh, that made the girl kind of interested. Like, oh, what the fuck? This guy, you know. But nothing. We just talked. She ended up being a nice person. But, um, so anyway... Let, let, let me get off that, because right now I'm behind a dump truck, which makes no sense. It's 9.42 at night. Why is there a dump truck by my house? I don't live by the dump. 
there's no construction really going on and if there is it's not at 9:42 at night so where are the police pulling this dump truck over for being in a residential area at night and if you know where I live I don't live in an area that would have like dump trucks like it'd be different if I lived down in Homestead like I used to live in Homestead and then there would be people who like they drove a dump truck for a living and they'd park it in their yard because they're a big ass yard no that's not my area that's nowhere near where I live none of that shit would happen so got me suspicious thinking what's the dump truck doing is it hauling dead bodies got aliens in there <laughs> tell you what man this world lately it's like, what the fuck is going on? It's like really weird. Like weird shit's going on. Went to the store the other day. Steak that normally cost me $19 is fucking $45. Steak used to cost me $45, $120. Doesn't make any sense. But I don't want to just bitch about that kind of crap. Everyone's going through it. The gas thing makes zero sense. Let me, let me touch on that one more time. So when I was in the Fed, one of the guys that was in there with me, he was an oil executive. He was in there for price fixing the containers that you store oil in as being shipped. Makes no sense to me, but because I thought everything went through a pipeline to a refinery, but what, whatever. Apparently, he got some time for that, and he got like 18 months. I forget. He wasn't in there that long. He wasn't in there as long as me. So he was telling me about all the oil thing because when he got out, he couldn't be an executive, but he needs to feed his family. So he's going to go and start again to be working on the oil rigs. He told me how that worked and that it pays really good that like the shitty job on it gets like a ton of money in a day. You know, like I think they get like a thousand dollars a day for the shitty job and that you go and you work for like 30 days at a time or 25 days at a time. Um, and, you know, you come back with some nice change. And so you go out there for a month, you come back for a month, you go out for a month, you know. And, but you're out on an oil rig out in the middle of the Gulf. So he was explaining that to me. And like, hey, you know, if, if you need a job when you get out, um, you know, you call me up. I'll see what I can do if I pull some strings for you. And I thought that was real nice. And then I realized it's because I was the shot caller for the white people. And, you know, he just wanted to make sure nobody was going to fuck him in the ass, I guess. But... Um, if you don't know what a shot caller is in prison, it just, it, it's like a hierarchy of stupidity. Uh, basically, you have a black shot caller, a white shot caller, Hispanic shot caller. And those are the guys that keep the peace. What it is, is, um, you know, a black guy got a problem with a Spanish dude, you would think that they would just fight it out. But depending on the prison, there's order because nobody likes to get locked down. Everybody wants as much freedom as possible. Now, I don't know state prison. I've only been to federal prison. Um, and that's how it was in the federal prison that I was, that I was in. Which is funny because I got in a fight in prison like maybe the first month that I was there. And I, with a black dude who was playing basketball and he kept fouling the shit out of me. And I'm just like, bro, you gotta chill out with that shit. I'm a big dude, so I don't care about a foul. I, I play old school ball, whatever, but this dude was just doing some stupid shit. I guess he was trying to test me. And so he's running his mouth, all this shit. And I'm like, bro, you do this shit again. 
I'm going to show you what a foul is next time you got the ball. So he did it again. So next time he got the ball, I showed him what a fucking foul was. I showed him what a Southern Illinois basketball playing white hillbilly ass foul was. He didn't like it. So he got to be running his fucking mouth. Now, anybody that listens to this that knows me from high school or anything knows that I'm real quick with my fucking hands. And I'm pretty fucking good at it. I think I'm actually undefeated aside from one time when I was really drunk and my friends got involved and the guy caught me a couple times and so but uh, let's call it minus one undefeated undefeated one's a draw and that's because i'm quick with the hands and i don't like taking shit now that i'm older i'll probably take a lot more shit and my hands a lot slower but anyway uh this dude you know i gave him a nice fucking foul i was very very proud of that foul and he got up running his mouth i looked at him i said look here motherfucker I'm going to ask you one question. You say yes or no. Anything else, I'm going to fuck you up. Are we going to fight? Oh, man. So I cracked him right in his fucking face. Because if you tell a motherfucker yes or no, that's the only two answers. Apparently, he didn't understand that. He thought that I was bullshitting him. Because white people, unless they're like in the Aryan nation and all that shit, have a bad rap in prison as being pussies. Especially in the Fed fucker didn't realize, you know, I used to play ball in Liberty City, Pork and Beans area. I used to run in those neighborhoods. I am known. You can ask motherfuckers there. Well, they have to be older, not the young guys. But the older guys, ask them about Ponytail. They know who I am. Ironic, I have little hair now, but anyway. Um, so we got a big-ass fight, and it's funny because when I cracked him in his shit, he fell down. He fell with his face where my ass was, and it pulled me down to where we're kind of like I'm sitting on his face. So it's pretty much my ass is on his chin, I, and I was like, oh, fuck. So I just started punching him in his dick like 50 times. Bah, 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 bah. And blood started coming out of his butthole and everything. He had to go to the hospital. And ironically, I didn't get in no fucking trouble, man. They talked to me, and I'm like, yo, he kept fucking doing this, 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 and that. I thought he was going to fucking jump me and this... And people would be like, oh, because you're white. Eh, I'm Italian. Fucking, my name's Angelo. You know, nobody really ever thinks I'm a white guy unless they look at me and talk to me. But they hear my name and, you know, and in prison, the name Angelo is nowhere near white. So anyway, back to the shot caller thing. So, in the Fed, you want the peace, you want the relaxation. I was in a max. Uh, why I was in a max, I don't know, but probably because of my mouth and talking shit to the people that get you transferred to the camps because I know when we made the deal with the fucking attorney general that I was supposed to go to a camp play golf and shit <laughs> didn't even see the sun for fucking 29 months but anyway um yeah so I was a uh, shot caller there the oil guy ah that's where we went I fucking went all off on a tangent that's how you know you're getting old when you just you start one story you get into another all right so the oil guy so there was an oil guy and a lawyer, and they were all cool with me. And it was great. I was going through a divorce during the, uh, my prison thing, so the lawyer was handling my divorce for me from prison, basically writing everything for me and me filing it through the prison system and all that. And it, it worked. I uh, put off my divorce till I got out, so I didn't lose full custody of my kid. And, and if you know, my daughter's been living with me since she's like nine years old. I love my little baby. Mwah. Well, she's a big girl now. She's 19, college girl, going to be 20. Ugh. So anyway, oil exec was telling me the time it takes 
Ooh, the cops are at the massage parlor. Ooh, what massage parlor is open 10 o'clock at night? What do you think the cops doing there? Eh, a little rub and tug, a little happy ending. <laughs> they need to leave that shit alone, man. All right, like seriously. Girls want to do it. I understand the whole sex trafficking thing. We'll get into that another time. So, oil exec told me the time it takes from the, you drill the oil, goes through the pipeline, goes to the refinery, gets uh, to the distribution center, distribution hub actually, and then gets into the tankers delivered to the uh, gas stations. It's about a month at the fastest. Now, maybe things have changed and that's sped up, but I highly doubt it's sped up to fucking three, four days or even a week. From the time you drill the oil, you refine it, turn it into gasoline, get it to the gas stations. So the reason I'm saying that is because there's no fucking reason right now that we're paying five dollars a gallon for fucking gas. Other or you know what? Some places is seven fifty. The only reason that is because the gas station owners are like, ooh, I can bump up the price of gas. I can make more fucking money. Because they ordered that gas fucking a month ago. They put in their orders. Or even if they ordered it a week ago, they didn't pay the higher price. That's all inflated by the fucking media. Like, oh, oil futures with this. It's the same thing. Oil futures. You understand what future means? It's in the future. It's coming up, not now. But the average person's a fucking idiot and doesn't use their goddamn brain to think and be like, oh my god, this doesn't make sense. The attorney generals of every fucking state should go after all of the price gouging fucking gas stations. Because it is fucking ridiculous that you gotta make a life decision at the gas station. It's like, fuck, can I feed my family this week? Or can I put a tank of gas to go to work? Like, I drive a four-door Mercedes E43, okay? You might be like, why in the E63? Because I couldn't afford the extra 25 grand for that motherfucker, that's why. So I got the E43. <laughs> my car's still a $90,000 car, so what the fuck? Anyway, it's a sedan. Although it's got a supercharged bi-turbo V6, blah, 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 0 to 60 in 4 seconds, flat or under 4 seconds, it's still a V6 engine. It still takes 18 gallons. $101 to fill up my fucking tank the other day. And it's fucked up. I'm sitting here right now driving around on a quarter tank. And I want to go get gas because I know it'll be like only 75 and I'll feel better. But I used to drive a fucking Hummer in the Obama days. And I fucking didn't pay that for gas then. I think it was like $95. It's fucked up when this president's got us wanting Obama back. And for the black people out there that just love Obama, or even white people that love him, I got nothing against him. I've said it in the past. I'd rather party with him than Trump. He, you know, he smokes, he drinks, he likes bitches with fat asses. You know, we got a lot in common. I don't smoke, though. But, um... It's just fucking ridiculous. Just scamming everywhere. You know, we're going to go on a different topic. Everyone tries to get over on everybody. And it really, it's been fucking me up in business because, yes, I do the podcast. I make no money for this. It costs me money. Um, I enjoy doing it. Maybe when we get some more subscribers, we'll start doing some ads or something. I don't think my subscribers would want to hear ads, but. You know, if somebody pays me enough money or gives me some free shit, you're going to hear some fucking ads. But, uh, brought to you by Velveeta. No. <laughs> so, um, I have, you know, a business that I have to run to 
pay bills and everything. And I'm not making any money. Like none. I think I've made maybe $200 this week. And that's just residual income off of, of uh, stuff that's owed to me. Like I didn't even, I don't even get it yet. It's like, it comes to me, I think next month. And you know, I am what's called a business advisor, a business analyst. Um, what that means is that I go into your business. It's kind of like when I help a relationship. So that's probably why I can't get my business right. So what I do is I go into your business and I look at it from a person who doesn't have any skin in the game. I look at it as a consumer and what I think would make it work better, but I have a better understanding because I get to see the books, I get to see the employees, I get to mingle, everything. I get to know everything about the business. And then the way I get paid is I tell you like, hey, okay, according to your books, and obviously I don't go, hey, okay. It's according to the numbers, this is where you should be as far as revenue. And this is where you are as far as expenses. So what I will do is show you how to get your revenue to you know, point B from point A and get your expenses from point B down to point A. And I get a percentage of that. So let's say, you know, I tell you, you're going to make an additional, you know, $60,000 this month by doing what I tell you. And it doesn't mean you're going to make that 60,000. It means by reducing your expenses and improving your growth or your, your, uh, accumulation of whatever product service, whatever, you know, your money, um, I'm going to get a percentage of that, or you're going to, you're going to make $60,000. Well, I will take a certain percentage of that. I'm going to tell you the percentage. It's a, it's a nice percentage. Um, but it's not an unfair percentage. Uh, and I just use 50,000 as a thing because, you know, that, that's usually around the business type that, that I'm going to deal with. Um, and no, it's not 10%. It's a lot better <laughs> and then you got people that'll bitch you'd be like well why do you get this percentage it's like well without me doing it you'd get none of that and you would continue losing money and not be profitable and not you know do these things that make your business better and they're you know the next day well i'm not going to pay you that now it's like well, of course not you're going to pay me that after you see the realization of the gains and i've yet to have to really collect there's been people that you know, have been like, oh, well, you know, this and it came up and that. And I'm like, it didn't come up anything because you made that money. You've got that money. You need to give me my money. Um, so anyway, that's what I do. Um, I do that with all types of businesses. Uh, you have a gas station. <laughs> I'd be the one to tell you to raise the prices as soon as you hear that oil is going to go up soon. Um, ironically. But, uh, you know, it's legal. You can. So, uh even social media stuff like that, you know, I, I deal with small, big, anything. If I, if let, let's say you're, you know, you're running a small website and I think I can show you how to make more money and do things and, you know, you'll make a hundred thousand dollars next month and I'll take my nice healthy percentage out of that. Um, I'll help you out. I'll sit out. I put money into it. You know, um, I'm doing one thing now. It's costing me a bunch of money, but the return, the possible return on it is, for me, my percentage would end up being like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, so it's worth it. Um, I give it a month. If it doesn't do it in a month, then I just chalk up that other as a loss, and then I deduct it from my taxes. And Uncle Sam may give me a refund one of these days if they stop auditing me. So anyway, that's what I do, and I am not doing well in business lately. Um, and as in relationships, I can't figure out what's wrong with my business because I've got skin in the game. I can't look at it from a bipartisan 
viewpoint. So my idea was tomorrow I'm not going to do any kind of work. I'm going to actually do my taxes. Um, people will be like, oh, that, that time's passed. And uh, you got some time, but um, the IRS audits me every fucking year. So I take my time to do my taxes because I either owe nothing or what I owe isn't enough for them to come at me. And occasionally, like last year, because of the pandemic and everything, I was to get a refund. And they, it was funny, I haven't had a refund like this in a long time, but it, the refund was going to be about $4,000. And I was like, oh shit, that's nice. And they they gave me a, an, a, an amended return. Like, it wasn't amended. They sent me something stating that I did miscalculations and that I was only entitled to $136 of a refund. And I'm like, how did that come back? So they took away $3,500 that I claimed in a child tax credit when I have a child. They said that was because she's over 18. And I'm like, but she was in high school. So there's a clause, you understand? Um, you can't claim your kid unless she's in school and you're 100% providing for her. But they should have just, it would have been an easy phone call, hey, or even an easy email, hey, or an even easy letter like they sent me to say, hey, we're uh, holding your refund until you prove that your child was in high school or prove that you were full, you know, taking care of her because she was in school. I would have easily sent the stuff, everything. No, what they did is they said, no, fuck you, you get nothing. And I am going to take away everything and then you can fight it if you want to. And it's just like, well, why would you do that? So that's why I don't uh, worry about doing my taxes until I fucking feel like it. Because i got to be in the mood. Because I have investments and assets and everything that are not liquid that appreciate and depreciate. So there are some. And when I say investment, i got a lot. Um, a lot. So it is. And it's not like worth a ton of money or something. But it's different investments in different sectors. That there's different deductions that are available for them. Uh, there's different gains that you have to claim. There's different losses that, that offset other gains. Like, for instance, there'll be gains from certain investments that offset the losses. Excuse me, losses from certain investments that offset the gains from another. So I don't have to pay taxes on them. And um, then there's some that you always got to pay tax on. So my taxes are complicated. I'm not Donald Trump or anything like that. I do my own taxes. Because no one knows better than me. And uh, anyway, so my idea was that I was going to do that tomorrow. Is sit down and, and take the day to do my taxes. To, to not work on business and hope that my brain gets clear to where I can focus on my business and make some money. Because I got bills coming up in two weeks. You know, and got to pay them bills. I got money owed that I got to pay you know um, so anyway that's the whole business thing I don't know I got off the topic I forgot what the fuck I was talking about I know we're going a little over 39 minutes now and I'm just going and going and going and that's because the last podcast I think was only 15 minutes so I wanted to make up for that and just keep talking and talking <laughs> Anyway, I appreciate everybody listening. I know I ramble on. I hope that you enjoy it. I know I had one person uh, send me a message saying that they they like my podcast, and and I appreciate that from 
from her and, and then there were some guys that I went to high school with told me that they like my podcast I appreciate that from them and there's some strangers I don't know that were like hey when are you going to you know like your podcast when are you going to do it I appreciate that um, you know I don't know how many I got to check how many listeners we have I know we have enough to where I can uh, I can do ads and get paid maybe I should do that but I don't know how that works and I, I don't want to taint what I do because as you know I'm all over the road when I talk. I don't edit anything. If you hear me, you know, <coughs> clearing my throat, <laughs> it's because I don't edit. Um, I want you to hear the natural Angelo. That's what, what you come here for. If you're here to listen to me, why would I give you something fake? You know, that goes against my principles. Everything that I tell everybody is that I am straightforward. I always tell you how it is, whether you like it or not. Um, one thing I don't do that to is women, because especially you, if you tell your wife something that you she don't like, you fucked. <laughs> or actually, you you ain't fucked. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how I am. I'm straightforward on stuff. Um, I don't even you know. Once I finish recording this, I have to do the title. And I'll do the background music and stuff. That's the only editing that we do. I have to do the title and and the keywords and, and the meta tags and stuff so that it gets found when people are looking for certain kind of podcasts. But uh, I don't even know what to call this. This is just me rambling on. I've done everything from old fuck stories to my business, which didn't even really explain much. It's, you know, I'm a glorified secret shopper, I guess. <laughs> um which is funny because I've done everything from selling Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door when I was 20 years old to manage, well, well, actually being a doorman, a bartender, an assistant manager, a fill-in DJ, and a manager of adult entertainment establishments, aka strip clubs. Which is funny because it's very rarely that I go into a strip club that somebody there doesn't know me. And it's may not be that we work together in the past. It may be that because when I go in there, I'm a nice guy. I tip very well. You know, do I go get dances and go do the rooms and stuff with the girls? Eh, if my wife's there, we might. But uh, you know, I'm not gonna cheat on my wife like that. She punched me in the face. I don't think she'd get mad that I did it. I think she'd get mad that she wasn't involved. You know, like, why you went to the titty bar? You did that. You didn't bring me. You know, so if you know my wife, she's the biggest trick of them all. And if you don't know what that means, is she will throw money at a bitch, an ugly bitch too, because she gets drunk and she gets beer goggles, even though she don't drink beer. That's why I don't like taking her to titty bar. I go to titty bar, I spend $100 on drinks. Maybe, you know, like girls, I'm talking to her or something. She's like, hey, you know, can I get money for tip out? I say, yeah, okay, give you 40 bucks, whatever. Ain't going to fucking kill me. I'm there to have a good time, you know. Oh, uh, man, I'll spend maybe 100 150 bucks. I go with the wife, Jesus Christ, man, I got to break out the credit cards, get the ATM machine out, you know. She's just like, let's get three bitches and take them to the room. We're going to fuck them all. <laughs> but uh, she's young. Let her enjoy it. When I was in my early 20s, when I first got out of the titty bar business, Boy, they don't call them titty bars now. They call them strip clubs. Uh, when I first got out of the strip club business, I'd never gone as a customer my whole... Well, no, 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 excuse me. When I was 19, I worked for my stepfather 
uh, traveling the country doing seminars and stuff and I was one of the guys I didn't do the seminars I just pretty much handed out things but I got paid a lot of money to do that um, and the guys when I was 19 they, they took me to Rick's bar in Houston Texas and uh, it was weird because I wasn't 21 but because I was in a suit with these other guys they let me in and everything and and I remember I had $700 on me at 19 that was huge money I thought I was the richest guy in the world and uh, I didn't understand why none of the girls were wanting to dance for me I didn't know that you could do things actually back then I don't it wasn't like a fuck kind of thing but um girls wouldn't come talk to me nothing I'm like I got seven hundred dollars and then some girls came up they took all my damn money and it was messed up because I was 19 and that was all my money until the next pay week which was a week away so I didn't have money for for lunch for dinner for bills nothing thankfully I still lived at my mom's house but it was messed up. I was like, hey, mom, you know, can you spot me $100 while I'm on the road so I can get some food and stuff? Which is weird because now 100 bucks is just a meal for the day. Um, but back in, in 19... Christ, what was it? 1992? 90, yeah, 92. Uh, 100 bucks keep you going. But, uh, yeah. So, I forgot what I was talking about again. Got into strip clubs. But, Whatever. I used to be a manager of a titty bar. Boom. And then uh, I did other types of jobs. Man, that sucks getting old when you forget what the fuck you're talking about. I'm literally going to have to listen to my podcast before I post it so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I can put it in the titles. <laughs> I think it's sleep deprivation too. I've had like two and a half hours of sleep because I've been really working on stuff. Trying to get this money that I need to get to sustain the lifestyle that I have. Um, I'll tell you this, man. Even during the pandemic, when we're locked down and everything, I was still doing pretty well, you know, doing things remotely and and didn't have any problems, man. Bills are paid. You know, wife got a new car, all that. Like, But now, this fucking guy, I don't know if it's him. I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. But it's like there's... If you're out there and you're making money, good for you. Congratulations. Keep it up. Tell me how you're doing it. Because I am I am sucking at it right now. I open a GoFundMe and be like, hey, you know, put a dollar towards my $80,000 car. <laughs> yeah, my wife tells me that shit. She's like, you're belly aching and you fucking almost knew Mercedes. Well, in fairness, it's like four and a half years old. But she's like, in your fucking fast Mercedes, you got a big-ass house, a big yard, you know, you got good health, you eating every day, you know, what are you bitching about? It's like, I'm married. Nah, <laughs> just playing. No, I'm not. Maybe. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up. I was going to do an hour, but uh, I've noticed that my wife has texted me like four times, and uh, that's that can never be good. Um, so, I want to thank you guys for listening. I very much appreciate it. Please share um, my podcast on your social media. Maybe if I see that you share... Here, here's an idea. Please share my podcast on your social media. And then you tag me in it. And I will mention you on the next podcast. And if I know you, I'll mention how I know you. And we'll have a little fun with it. I might even bring you on if I think you're interesting. 
we'll have some fun. If I don't think you're interesting, I won't bring you on. No, I'm just kidding. If I don't bring you on, it just means that I can't work you into what I'm going to talk about. Um, but yeah, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Let's get a bunch of people listening to The Real Angelo Show. All right. Thank you so much. I'm going to post again probably in a day or two. Check out my Instagram. What is my Instagram? The underscore Angelo underscore M. Yeah. And or you can always find me on Twitter at Angelo Maimon. And, uh, you know, come back and you'll see. All right. Take care, guys. Bye.